Welcome back to the Four Minds to Vent podcast. This is episode number two, and we are back with a whole bunch of discussions today. I'm not going to let you guys know what it is today. You guys are going to have to stay tuned to catch that gist. But before you guys do anything else, please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, rate us, let us know what you guys think. We would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to also follow us on our Instagram page at Four Minds to Vent, where you guys can keep up with all our latest episodes and all our latest promotions. Thank you. Stay tuned. Let life happen. <laughs> it's four minds to vent. We here. We here, live and direct. Okay. I know who it is. I'll give me y'all episode two. It's episode number two, y'all. What's going on? All right, so, so we about to get into it. Yeah. So what are we gonna discuss first today, you guys? We're gonna talk about our struggles growing up African, well, Nigerian in America. No, that's a good one because yeah, it's been a a struggle. I mean, good and bad. Not too much of a bad struggle. I mean, it was growing up when I was younger. But now, you know, being African is the new best thing. It's the new lit thing. So it's no longer a struggle. But it was. It was never this easy. What about y'all? What was y'all experience? When I was coming up, ooh, man, it was rough. It was definitely rough. I had Where did a, you grow up? Well, I grew up here in Georgia. For those people that don't know, grew up here in Atlanta. Went to school in the suburbs. Uh, I kind of had mm. some white friends growing up in elementary school, but once I got to middle school, got to middle school, I, I hung around a lot of black people, mm-hmm. and so like Nigerian black people. No, 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 no. The Nigerians didn't come until high school. Like, I was oh, mainly shit. hanging around like black Americans and Latinos, and I just had a hard time adjusting with the black Americans. Like they used to really? always, they used to always just say, "Oh, big lips, big nose." <laughs> like you know, I was the used to hearing these like. Damn. I was used to hearing these like hurtful comments just growing up, and not from black people though. No, no, I'm dead ass from black people. Oh, like no. I, I had a hard time growing up. Like they really was like Violent. yeah, trying to like tell you about the same thing they have. The yeah, they have. like that's terrible. And like it made me feel so ugly. Like I just I had really low self esteem. Like it took me a while to even get my confidence back. You know, but it's crazy. I got it now. But yeah, I got into a lot of fights. Definitely a lot what? of. What? I got into I a lot of fighting. Bro, I, it, it was like rough. A person. No, I didn't really. <laughs> Not it, was, it, was not him out. it was rough coming up. It was rough coming up. You was getting washed or you was knocking him out? <laughs> no, no, no. I, mean, I was knocking some niggas out, though. I know that's right. Keep it up. <laughs> so, you know. But, yeah. like nah, that's dope. dope. So, like, high school, like, yeah, middle school, it was just kind of rough. But once I got to high school, shit was, you know, a lot more better. Like, you know, it wasn't as bad. It probably was bad when I came back from Nigeria. Oh, when Ooh, you came back from what? Nigeria? What year? I came back in 09. Oh, nine. So what was that? Um, was that sophomore year? Yeah, sophomore, like sophomore okay. year. Yeah. So, you know, I'm 16 yeah. and whatnot. I'm oh, trying to... Was your sophomore year? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to adjust to like Look, the American okay. way of life and whatnot. Okay. Trying to get my swag back, trying to get everything right. So I'm just, you know, seeing how... I guess my my high school is seeing how people move and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole African thing. Like, it wasn't really... 
it wasn't really a big problem, but there was some niggas. There was this one nigga that used to always fuck with me and my brother on the bus. So, oh my god, this nigga used to always <laughs> fuck with us. Yes. He had a problem with you guys because y'all were African. Yeah, like African. Yeah, this nigga always used to fuck with us. And so, he was black. Yeah, tall ass black American yeah, that's nigga. So, that's so wild. Every time I think about it, yeah. but what this nigga asked me, he was like, one day I remember he asked me something about. Okay, well, y'all eat rice. What do y'all eat y'all rice with? Okay. I, I, I said, with stew. Yeah, like yeah. And then this nigga said, oh, yeah, we I, I, we eat our rice with butter. Like, y'all eat rice with butter? Yeah, they, like, yeah. they really do. Yeah, they, eat with, they eat it with gravy, too. Yeah, I remember, black Americans, they be eating rice, rice with butter, butter and shit. Yeah, they eat rice with butter, bro. That sounds like it tastes like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, it just tastes like salt. I've had it rice before. And I mean, it's okay. It's good. It's like a struggle meal. Yeah, I definitely need, a struggle meal. I need stew. On I need that I need stew. Some type you know, of like, like, and I'm not talking about the gravy that comes on turkey. I'm talking about like if it's coming with gravy, it needs to be like the sauce from the chicken that you're baking or yeah. something. Not that fake shit. This thing is about to start going crazy. And I don't have time. But <laughs> well, I'm yeah, getting back into it. But yeah, other than that, you know, just the experience I have with that nigga, he just kept on coming at us until one day, like my brother just hit his ass, and that nigga never fucked with us again. Really? So yeah. You knocked him out. He hit his ass in the Good. bus, Good. and that nigga wow. never fucked with us again. That was so. like an older brother or younger. Brother? It was my younger brother. Okay. That's <laughs> he, flexed, he flexed on That nigga flexed on him. So, but yeah, it's like once I got the junior year, you know, I got a job, I got my swag up, so. Niggas saw the way I was coming. That that, that whole African shit was kind of like it was, it was dead. With. It was over with. Like they were trying to fuck with me and whatnot. Girls mm-hmm. were trying to fuck with me. So that was pretty much my little my little struggle. Like middle school was where it was harsh, but high school it was harsh in the beginning. But then junior year it got a it got a little better. Got a little better. That's dope. That's dope. Who wants to go next? I mean, I have my experience. I don't. You know what it is? My experience wasn't too bad. Like I grew up in a like predominantly African community like yeah. there was of course there was African Americans but there was also a lot of Nigerians Ghanians just everybody like we were all from Haitians like it was mm-hmm. Caribbean people so nobody was really like singling out Africans in particular the yeah. people who got it the most when we were growing up in our town was Haitians but mm, like to be honest crazy. but now Haitians are up too so it's just like you know everybody can turn around and say like look at us now like now y'all want to fuck with us but like growing up I never really got bullied for being African because a lot of people didn't know I was African until I said until I told them and even then I felt like I was like I'm not gonna call myself a bully but let me just okay I'm gonna admit it I was I was I'm not gonna lie I've grown I've changed since then but like growing up nobody can actually I never experienced a time where I got bullied Yeah. I, but wow. I also wasn't a bully if that makes sense like I just didn't let people fuck with me yeah like, and if they did, the people who did fuck with me were probably, like, people in my brother's grade, like, his friends or whatever. But then after a while, I was just like, okay, like, y'all are his friends. So it's like, you know, yeah. it wasn't really nothing to me. I didn't take it serious. But bullying because I was African or growing up African being a struggle. The only struggle I had was, um, <laughs> what struggle did I have? What did I hate growing up? Um, my mom coming to pick us up from school looking crazy. Oh my God, that was the worst. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to talk I, about I, that. I, 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 not, no, I'm not even talking about Nigerian yeah. clothes because okay. if she wore Nigerian clothes, I'd be excited. Yeah. My mom would come wearing anything she can find. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? My just, brother's shirts. Just those shirts. My brother's sneakers. If she can fit them, she'd put <laughs> anything on she wouldn't have her hair done and it would really be embarrassing. Oh my God. So if yeah, anything, but people knew not to say nothing about my mother, so yeah, that was that too. Oh, but it was just me. I was just like, damn, like, why does she gotta be like this? Like- That's the only <laughs> time when I felt like, you know, that's that was a struggle. Shit, you know what I mean? Like, 
I love my mother though, but I'm just saying, like growing up, I hated that. But like after a while, it's just like. Well, my dad was the same way, so I I could definitely relate to that. Yeah. Nah, I feel like for me, it was kind of similar to you. Like, I I was in a really predominantly black Mm -hmm. neighborhood growing up in Queens, so it was a lot of like Haitians, Jamaicans, Caribbeans. There was Ghanaians as well. So, Mm -hmm. so nobody like people made uh, African jokes, but like. It was all really fun and games, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we were all playing yeah. with each other. Yeah, it was another African booty scratcher. Really Woo, man. I never heard that though. You know that uh, what? No. You're like, yeah, you just had, you had the good way. Like you had the good way coming would. up. Now people really, mm. people definitely hit me with the African, African booty scratcher, but I never cared because my fa- my parents just really pumped like. You're a Nigerian guy, dope. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's really why. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't care. I never cared when people talk to me. So Did and even but the, the only thing I like I can remember like there, there were certain times where I felt like I didn't necessarily like put it out there like that I was African. I was like, you know what I mean? I was kinda like Oh, okay. you were one of those. Oh, like, I'm about to lie. I was definitely like I had certain moments but at the same time I was I was still always proud of it. Right. I had my period too. I wouldn't even fuck. I had my period where I would kinda like, you know, denounce it sometimes. I wasn't thinking I was really trying to fit in. I was that nigga that I wanted to fit in. So, I told everybody I was African and yep, this is what Africans look like. So now what? Yeah. Because I look different. good, so now what? Like, like that's all that I want. Okay, you were you were hella okay, you had that you were more confident. Yeah, more confident by yourself. I had everybody like mm, we had older that's... brothers. Yeah. So like they were already paved the way and they were already cool. So it was just like we just followed behind them. We just kept it up like, yeah, we're African and white. Oh, you had it so good. You yeah, had it so yeah. good. I feel like we was the first we was the first Africans like in the community. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Like, definitely. But we were lit. Like we had my parents that had like dope ass parties. Like right. Oh yeah, the parties back in the day. Definitely. Yeah, the party. like, so people always and my neighborhood was really, really like people tight. were really close and tight. Like I like that. Like nobody really worried about where the kids were because they knew all the parents on the block mm. were taking care of everybody so it was oh, love so like it actually makes me like remember the situation that happened one of this um yo one of the teachers in elementary school mm-hmm. yo she was some od like asshole white lady oh my <laughs> god she was, probably, she was probably racist <laughs> she was probably racist and freaking um she was like there were certain kids she was giving them bad grades and shit like that and it's what? like no they're not yeah it, it, it was wild so my dad and this other this other kid's mom they started mm-hmm. like this group and got mad parents to, and, and they got a lot of parents together mm-hmm. so so they, they could like get her fired okay and, like they really pressed her it was really wild so and they got her out of there and they got her out. this was like what okay. high school middle school nah, it was elementary school Element- oh elementary oh, you guys school. really had that black like black power neighborhood yeah right? they, it was really really I think it was different up north, up north it was though yeah. cause we're so like up north I feel like it's full of like black revolutionaries mm-hmm. and all those movements like mm-hmm. social justice mm-hmm. movements with mm-hmm. black civil rights movements and all that not really cause civil rights was down here but but like we pushed it up north. Like mm. black people, y'all weren't fucking with us up north. Like white people weren't fucking with black people up north. Yeah. Oh, and, and the black people in my neighborhood, they were a, a lot. There were a lot of rosters as well too. Mm-hmm. Be people really, really like spiritual people who believed in like black like Unity. excellence. Black mm-hmm. excellence. So it was really dope. Like the Talib Kweli's, the black star yeah. people. Oh yeah, Love yeah. Them. conscious people. And that's mm-hmm. why it's it's so important to to grow up in an environment that nurtures that. Mm-hmm. Because when you have that, it allows you to believe in, in who you are and mm-hmm. what you can be. But there's a whole lot of people that like have no idea about that. And they're just, That's true. And they just live in life and, and, and things are just crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw this video the other day on Twitter and... um. It was this girl. I guess she she pranked her. She pranked her her boyfriend. I saw that. You saw oh that, my yo. Like mm. that. What was it about? Hold on. What was it? You know I what? Let me see if I can bring it up. Just talk about. Talk about it. I'm gonna show it. Yo, so basically, it was like she pranked her boyfriend, and she basically was acting like she was gonna um, break up with him. Mm. And like, yo, 
she was telling him so she was like she was like so what you saying you're breaking up with me and she's like yeah and you you see her kind of like motion her hand to, to stop hold him, him yeah. to hold him and yo he unleashes on her bro like some nigga off the street like yo he unleashes Jesus. and watching it it was so it's crazy, crazy. Like, so crazy seeing that. It, it is supposed to be a prank? Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be a prank. Like, the whole thing, and it just comes to show you that, like, people accept what they know mm-hmm. or what they grew up in. Like, yeah. I feel like she accepted that. She feels, because, you know, I went on their Instagrams afterwards and they were defending, like, they were like, yeah, we love each other. Yeah, that's our love. Y'all never been in real, like, relationships where it's true love. Backing it up. And I'm like, okay, like, that's just their environment. Like, I guess maybe she saw her mom get beat up by, like, maybe her father, her boyfriends, whoever the mom is with, and she thought that that was love. Like, you know, my mom stayed and she loved that person. So maybe that's the way relationships are supposed to work. It's so wild. It's bad. She's 14 and supposedly he's 16. (gasps) Really? Yeah, supposedly, like... Like that's what, like yeah. I went on their Instagram. They yeah. look really young. I yeah. don't even know how old they and are. It's, so are you like famous or something? Like some famous couple? No, nah, they were just, just some, some kids on Twitter. Yeah, I don't even know where they're from. It looks like they're from the south somewhere. Yeah. Of course. But this domestic violence thing is just getting out of hand. It is. Like, and you just seeing it like so much within the media. Like mm-hmm. I know you guys saw that video of the chick that got knocked out in Dallas. Um, wait, wait, wait. Did wait, you wait, see what? that? The, no. The white guy that knocked out that black girl. Oh yes, I did. Oh yes, my I god, that, sh- that shit was brutal. It was terrible. That shit was brutal. I'm like that that nigga punched her like she was a man. This white guy attacked this black lady. Yo, it's so wild. (laughs) And it happens in the African community too. Nigerian community. Look, there's a lot of like domestic violence and abuse going on with Mm -hmm. all these relationships. And that brings Mm -hmm. us into the marriage topic. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of these relationships. There's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I I witnessed it like firsthand. Oh, you have? Yeah, like like, my my parents, they had got into it. This was like 2005. I'll never forget it. It it got real, yeah. And it's like, I'm talking about even like the new like relationships, the new couples now. Like there's a lot of people who are like in relationships just for image. Yeah. Their marriages just for image. Just to please their parents. I keep talking about this, but it's real. (laughs) Bella Nigel. They want that that Bella Nigel. That thing is bringing pressure. Like a lot of people feel pressured into having those like over the top weddings, over the top marriages just because of that. Like, knowing that their relationships are shit mm-hmm. you know what I mean but they just have to put on that front they need that front yeah it's unfortunate like people are just so like listening to what other people how how other people want you to live your life mm-hmm. and people are so ruled by that and I get it because understanding the culture like respect is a big thing and, mm-hmm. you, and being around your parents and when they message certain things and you really really start to believe that and that's how you think right. but at the same time there, there should be certain there should be certain sense of leeway in you being a person because if you're just listening to somebody you're living for somebody else when you're by yourself you're not really going to understand how to live for yourself you're not. like it's you're like, not there's like this there's gonna be a void like it's, mm-hmm. it's weird and that's where like things when it comes to like mental health in, yep. in, within the culture it's so wild there's so many people who are like traumatized without even realizing they're traumatized yep. just understanding like oh it's just the culture but these are things that we really gotta address and we gotta sit down like, and really mm-hmm. look back and like mm-hmm. really evaluate ourselves like is this thing right mm-hmm. is this really our culture is so, this something that we should accept and move forward with or should we stop it and dead it right here yeah. I don't even mm. think I don't even think it's necessarily dead in it. I think it's more so like just annulling it, you know, mm-hmm. like the marriage, like the way the way we go about with marriage. Nah, in the community. Like, not necessarily marriage, but I guess like in terms of like, um, damn. 
It's okay. Lost my train of thought. What was I going to say, though? Speaking of the marriages yeah. thing, though, so what about this culture norm? Yeah. So with I, I saw this today on Twitter. Um, so, you know, with Igbo people, it's really becoming a problem with Igbo women and their bride price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, I saw a debate going on on Twitter today, and it was like, um, should we end the bride price era? Like, that's a culture that should... Um, that's a tradition that should die down there, Jay. Like, a lot of women were, especially Igbo women, they were saying, like, yeah, I have men that, like, I wanted to marry, I wanted to be with, but because they couldn't pay or they couldn't buy everything that was on the list, um, like, their parents wouldn't allow them to marry that person. So they had to end the relationship wow. because of the list. Okay. And especially emo state girls. And, you know, wow. I'm from emo state. We're from MB state. Both of us are from MB state. So they said, like, girls specifically from MB state have the longest list. And that's why those girls usually go, like, they have to marry rich. Like, MB state yeah. girls have to marry rich or they don't get married. Have you seen that page, Evil Girl Brunch, on Instagram? I no. haven't. Oh, it's an Instagram page just about Igbo women. It's that, it's that evil. Yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like Igbo women are Igbo women are placed on a very high pedestal, yeah, like very high. Saying. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't it's want good. the yeah. Honestly, I don't want the bride price culture to go down, like to die down. That's just my opinion. Oh, I don't. You want it? I want it. Like I like that. Like I'm, I'm not. It's not like I'm selling myself and like my dad is literally selling me, but it just shows. Like I feel like it's just a respect thing. Like okay, I'm taking your daughter. She's my like we're married. Not not taking, but like we're becoming one. We're a family unit now, me and this man. So pay my parents, the ones that brought me into this world, something. Give them something to show that you appreciate me. Like, it's not just, oh, I'm marrying your daughter. Bye, sir. Bye. No. Go and get everything that's on that list that I want, that they need. Pay for all my people. Like, do that. And that's why I'm not marrying poor. Like, if you know that you're not marrying the in the poor route in the first place, then you won't even worry about that, in my opinion. Some girls were debating, saying the complete opposite of me. Like, yeah, you know, it needs to die down for that very reason. Like, they lost um, their husbands, fiancés, due to that list from, like, other tribes, like Yoruba, Edo, whatever, Fulani, because they weren't able to... Um, like get everything that was on that list. Yeah. But hey. I mean honestly, us being like us being millennials, I feel like a lot of us, we don't really care about that type of stuff like nowadays. We just want we we just want that true happiness, that yeah. true love. A lot of these evil girls, they're not worried about no list. Well some of them are worried about it, but a lot of them, nah. I'm not gonna not say I'm worried like it's not something that like I'm like, oh my God, it has to be there. But I would really I'm not trying to let that I wouldn't want that to disappear. Disappear. Like I still it's like that. I like that we have that. Like I like that it shows value to evil women. You know what I mean? Like it just shows that like that's we're put on a pedestal, like you said. Like <clears throat> I like that. I think that's really good. Okay, what if the guy you want? Okay, the guy that wants to, you know, marry you and whatnot. What if he doesn't, you know, have the funds? Okay, he yeah. Afford it, everything on the list. Okay. You guys really connect. You guys are, have a, a great connection. The chemistry's there. The kind of guy I'm gonna marry has to. Ha- he's gonna have it. So I'm not worried about that. Oh, he, like he, like you're, you're, okay. He's gotta have it. You're he's great. gonna have everything. But what? Okay, hypothetically speaking, what if he doesn't have it? Okay, though? not in my case. But if somebody <laughs> else's husband does not have it, um, then I feel like that should be okay for her too. Like it shouldn't be something that's like a do or die. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. If you can do it, do it. If you can't do it, then don't do it. Like I wouldn't use that as a like deciding factor whether we're not we're get, whether or not we're getting married. Either way, mm-hmm. if I love this person, we're gonna go through with the marriage. We're gonna get married. Okay. Okay. You know how do you feel about that, Owen? Um, Quiet. Yeah, because I'm not, like you know what I mean. I'm not. This is not. Oh, that's not. Yeah. It's not something I'm I'm used to or or. So wait, adult people, y'all don't do that. Um, they do, but. They do bride price, but it's not really like I feel like Igbo people really go hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like that's I true. really go hard. Like us is like get a couple tubers of yam, get a cow, like you know what I mean. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Get, oh, that's good. Get a few things. I, there's probably more things like no disrespect to the culture if I'm not like. Because <laughs> I'm, <not laughs> I'm like, don't girls, they gonna be mad. Like exactly. There's I'm, like, more. <laughs> you know, no disrespect to the culture, like I'm not all the way. 
um, informed on it. So, but yeah, yeah. back to what I was saying. So, but I mean, I get it. If if that's how you feel, that's how you rock. Mm-hmm. Then that's what it's gonna be. But at the same time, like like Daniel was saying, if you have somebody that you love and you feel like you want to be with, if they can't. Fulfill this, then it's like, is that something you would? No, nah, I don't think that would be a deciding factor. Okay, but I would just like the person to do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I would like for you to do that. Like, I would like to have that experience too. Like, I want to experience that. Yeah. But if it doesn't work out that way, then hey. hey. But that's not going to be my life. That's not my story. I'm just hypothetically <laughs> speaking. Yeah. Right yeah. Are you making it happen speaking right hypothetically, now? Hypothetically, it's going to happen. Okay. But yeah, but okay, I wanted to go back on this one thing. Like we were talking about the struggle of being African American. Mm-hmm. Another thing, when we were growing up in schools, yeah. the white teachers when they would butcher our names. How did y'all feel about that? Okay, the butchering of names. I think they did it intentionally, and that's just how I feel about it. They white, because they know try. how to, they knew how to pronounce those German last names, yeah. those long ass Russian last names, Svaskla. Yeah. They knew how to do all those pronunciations, but they couldn't do the African ones. The I thing felt like is, that like, was intentional. The butchering it's was, a, it's, it's, it's just a lack of respect. Like, yeah, man, that's just what it is. Because Chekakovsky um, and right. uh, they can say it when because they try like Schwarzenegger. I forget names. They just don't try it's, to. They to don't. Say it, you know, it's too, so. it's too it's too foreign for them or something. I, I don't know. It's just, why, it's just disrespect. Yeah, and, and that's why like I don't know if you saw um, Shorty from. Orange is the new black. The mm-hmm. girl that's on it. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. She told yeah. that story about her mom mm-hmm. saying, you know, if they can say these, yes, European names, then they, they can, can say, say yours. That's too. why whenever they fucks up my name is called, it correct them. Like, yeah, the G is silent. It's, it's Unebu. Like it's not that hard to pronounce. That's the my last energy. name has like yeah. five letters. Yeah, like it has five letters. That's Y'all can pronounce that. You, you, you gotta like, correct them. You gotta mm-hmm. correct these people because they're gonna keep fucking it up. So your name is your name, and a lot of people don't put enough respect on their name. Like my our name, respect on my name. You gotta put some respect on this name. Yeah. We have meanings we behind all our names. So you know? if you, you're not going to butcher my meaning, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're going to pronounce it right because whatever you speak into this world is what will happen. So exactly. don't mispronounce my African name that has meaning. Well, I'm a, a king. I'm from the muddle. I'm a king. Like, you don't gonna, know. They're going to butcher it and make it sound like you're a fucking dog whatever. <laughs> like, no, don't butcher it like that. Make it sound right. Do it the right way. Like, I used to hate, that's the reason why I used to hate roll call. Like, oh yeah, my God. Because as soon as they got to my name, that's when they would figure out, okay, you're African. Wait, you're African. <laughs> that's when the whole African thing and came out was during roll call. That's when you call it out and be like, yeah, this is my name. Yeah. You know I mean, that's the, like, you got to give them big energy. <laughs> give it I feel to like them. when you give them big energy, it's like the the, the soft ones, go, they're going to crumble. And the ones that have heart, they'll stand tall with you. True. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, go, that's what it's going to be. I feel like you fuck, they fuck with you, you fuck with them. True. I wish I had so. that type of confidence, like, growing up, because yeah. it, de- it definitely wasn't there. But I feel like it was di- it's different here in the South, because you guys are literally, like, you guys don't have that have, many. Yeah, there's they no don't community. Have, there's no, like, Caribbean community. I don't, from what I've Yeah, seen, there, wasn't, there wasn't no type of community when I was coming up. Like, and I feel like even if they did have that out here, like, they didn't back you guys. Like, Africans and Caribbean people stuck together. Like, we were together. So, like, there was no butchering our names and you know what I mean like yeah. it was like even if somebody butchered our name like you know our Caribbean friend would be like yeah that's how you pronounce our name like you're saying it wrong we'd have each other's backs but like out here I feel like it was Africans and Caribbeans and Africans yeah, against each other yeah it was more separate yeah it was more yeah, separate over here it was here, like, like we're all like, and I even mm-hmm. feel like it got deeper like even within Africans like okay I'm from West Africa and you're from East Africa so yeah. I'm not gonna fuck with you like that I feel like it was so different in the mm-hmm. South like yeah. you guys are so separated <laughs> the division is, is really wild but I guess that's the melting pot of, of mm-hmm. New York and, you know, that tri-state yeah. area. I think up there, yeah, up there, it's like you guys have, like, a big family up there. Everything is to, so family and, mm. like, close and tight-knit. Maybe because we all live in the same building or we all live right next to each other. Like, yeah. our houses are so close. We can hear <laughs> each other breathe. So. <laughs> and I feel like when I was younger, like, 
my dad was part of like an adult club. So yeah, me, my dad was did, part like, of the Ebo parties also. and events and mm-hmm. things like oh, that. Oh yeah, to bring the people. I miss those days. Right. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. it was dope. Right. Yeah. Do they have that out here? Yeah, they used okay. to. They used to have. They used to have at this place called Ebo Union. I don't know if you heard about oh, it. Oh wow. Yeah, that used to be the big spot like during high school days, but they they shut it down now. Are you serious? Yeah, cause we were making too much noise. There were uh, there was too many complaints. They had to shut it down. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know how Africans party like two parties four in the morning. You already know. It's two turn. We got we, we out it. there all day. Oh, I love it. It's like I'm kind of mad. Cause I haven't been to an African party in so long. I kind of actually been craving one. You know. I want to go to one badly. I want to go. I want to. To, like go to like an Ashwabi party like me too and a actually modern, get dressed a, up a modern one like really get Ooh, you know, really get like dressed real, up like, like for real, us yeah. like our, our age us, we our can do that like some real do y'all like, listen yeah. somebody throw it or we can throw it set, and it, yeah. set up the up. parties like how they did it but just you'll come through with like yeah everybody comes through the traditional yeah you like know? the modern yeah. the modern like the modernized version <laughs> that would be so now good now we should like I'm gonna put a pin in that right for real come back to that that was actually dope you know I like that. We will take over Atlanta. That'll be it. We definitely. That's a big. That's a big African community. There is. There really is. Okay, that's that on that. So, What's our next topic? I forgot. Oh, oh yeah. This is something I want to bring up right now. I want to talk about <coughs> tribalism within mm. the the community. Well, well, speaking mm-hmm. of, especially with Igbo people, yeah, you yeah. know. So I want to just we touch on this. Our own people. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't think y'all shin, heard me shin. over here. I was like, y'all, y'all was having an Igbo. <laughs> y'all niggas really got into it. We're really from the same exact place, by the way. Yeah, me and Daniel are both from Emo State and Mbise, so we're basically cousins. You know how that goes. <laughs> I know how that goes, but we basically are. Emo State in the building, gang, gang. You Mbise, know, it'd be sick. Yeah, rep y'all shit. And don't, you know, what um, <laughs> we had to. Okay. <laughs> you feel me? But yeah, but yeah, now, go back to the topic. Tribalism. Tribalism. Tribal, tribal, Tribalism, dang. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's crazy. I need some water. Right? <laughs> yeah, tribalism is, is 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 one of like the biggest problems in Nigeria. Honestly, if it is. That's what's killing us. And it's like, I get it. You know, you gotta rep your tribe, mm-hmm. but we really have to start looking at Nigeria as more of a whole. Because as a when, unit. You, when, yeah. as, when you look at the other African countries who are like rising up, like Rwanda, Ghana, Come on. yeah. Like, those are about to be like real big, yeah, big factors in Africa. They are in Nigeria. We're just like we're still worried about just, petty shit. Just, even yeah. God, even Ghana, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So that's something that we really have to not saying just completely forget about where you're from, right? But also have a sense of Nigerian patriotism. Yeah, instead of like, as a Nigerian, you know. But like, I think outside of America, it's a, it's a lot more. Is a lot more presence. Yeah, Nigerians in Nigeria. But in just Nigeria, oh my, they're oh my they're big God. on their tribalism. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like they're big on it because like they're all Nigerians. So how are we going to differentiate each other yeah, now exactly. within all of us being Nigerian? Like, you know what I mean? On the news in Nigeria, it's not like oh this person did this, an Igbo man mm-hmm. did this, a Hausa girl <laughs> did this. Like, but they, I feel like that's the way they have to do it. Mm-hmm. They have to do it like that because look, we're all here and we're all mixed with all different types of ethnicities. Yeah, and all we like the way that we can like um. Identify with the next Nigerian is just like, oh yeah, I'm Nigerian too. We're both Nigerian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can relate on that level, period. We don't yeah. have to go deeper. There's no need for it. Yeah. But in Nigeria, they're already all Nigerian. So now what? Like, mm-hmm. So like like I said, talking about Rwanda. So mm-hmm. the reason the genocide happened in, in, in Rwanda was because yeah. the two different tribes were like mm-hmm. now. It was caused by the white man, the, the white, white man, man came and destructed and, and put that put that mindset. Yeah. Wow. So now they're on some shit like I boom. We were all from Rwanda. Mm-hmm. 
Hurts and Tusi, we can love each other. We can make it together. We can make everything happen. Mm. Let's move forward. Right. And that's why they're able mm. to do things. When you look mm. at Ghana, Ghana has multiple different tribes and things like that. That's so true. But Ghana moves as Ghana. Black Star. Like, Ghana moves so as Ghana. Black Star. I love them. You no, they me? really do. So humble, so chill. And I feel like I love Nigerians. We're rambunctious. We're, we're hustlers. I get it, but the tribalism thing is 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 it's so it's, strong. It's, it's, it's holding us back. Yeah, I mean, it it's, it's really really holding us back. So as as millennials, as first gen Nigerians in in America, that that's things as as we're raising our kids, right? You know, what I mean, to make them understand, like we could really we could still push our tribe. You're this, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Understand that you're Nigerian, and there should be a whole understanding and you know feeling the fact that you're Nigerian and and not leaving another Nigerian hanging or or you know. Right. Just mm-hmm. you know, understand like we're a unit and we can work together. Yeah. That's so. Cause we're, the way I look at it is like we're all from the same place at the end of the day. That's we just are. how I really look at it. We are. So when I'm coming, when I'm talking with my parents, they 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 stress this whole like, oh, you need to marry Igbo, no Yoruba, no house. Like they they constantly right. stress it down my throat. Like okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. But the crazy part is like the most of the girls I've talked to have been either like either Yoruba or they were some other tribe. Mm-hmm. Like I probably only talked to like one. Evil girl, girl throughout my whole lifetime. Wow. I wanted to go flex. Uh, you can't force it. Like yeah. your parents can't force you to be with somebody that you're not like relating to. Right. Yeah, my mom be on top of that shit. I should really. I do it, but okay. most of the girls I feel like I, I've I've dated are like not Nigerian. <laughs> Look, my parents they pushed that on me too when I was younger. Like, oh, the man you marry must be Igbo, blah, blah. And I've tried it. Yeah. I've dated Igbo guys, but I just can't. Like, we just I can't relate with Igbo guys. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm not knocking all Igbo guys. Just the ones I've come in contact with. They're just not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I guess I'm generalizing them, and this is bad. I don't mean to do this, but this is just what I've come in contact with. Igbo men are too much of like mommy's boys for me. And I feel like Yoruba boys are more of the like manlier ones, and Igbo boys are more of the like, you know, softer ones. Not to like, I mean, I'm sorry. It is what, that's, this is my opinion. <laughs> you just, you just speak yeah, talk, you this, speak is, this truth, is just my you know? opinion. Igbo men are softer to me, and Yoruba boys are like more like, you know, I'm gonna get it done. I got you. Like, don't worry. You know what I mean? Like, that she, kind of mindset. She's right before the Yoruba. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna like I told my parents like I'm going to marry a Yoruba guy like <laughs> I'm not blocking my blessings whoever it is it's gonna be whoever it is but I've already made up my mind as of right now that she knows, she, she knows what she wants literally that's it I mean I, I would like to settle down with an Igbo woman you know that's that's the, the ideal goal but but hey, why is it because of your parents or do you feel like you just would relate with them I mean yeah them? in terms of like the you know relating and it's just you know just keeping the culture there you know it'll just be a lot more easier but if another Another girl came my way. I wasn't Ebo, and we con- we connected, and I, I would still go yeah. for it. You know, I'm not really so strict on that. Yeah. I'm just really big on the, the connection and how we can work towards that. You know, right. merging both of our cultures. You know, to yeah. See, I'm make all sure. big. I'm big on that. Like, okay. I want I want to merge, merge cultures. Culture. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel like I can still keep I'm my Ebo. I can still keep my Ebo culture and be married to like a Yoruba guy. Like, we're not. I'm not going to lose my Ebo ness. Mm. I'm still going to wear traditional Ebo clothes. If he wants to wear the Yoruba one, cool. But we're going to be matching. Wearing. I'm going to be wearing the Ebo version. You're going to be wearing your version of whatever you're wearing but like i'm still gonna keep my evil like evilness I mean, so, yeah. that could be a way like to like to bring to nigeria help, together <laughs> to, help, to help dilute this problem <laughs> seriously start mixing you know, start mixing cultures start mixing. i thought Just so mixing too cultures. but i uh, where, where was i before i think it was like my dad was at a meeting we were all at a meeting and i was just overhearing them and they were talking about like keeping the Igbo culture alive and they're like you know you're about people know how to speak their language whether they're in america or not adult people do i think you guys do too right yeah. most of you guys do but Igbo people the ones us here in america we, we don't, don't know too. how to speak it <laughs> 
And I'm like, okay, so like, who's to blame for that? And that's why they're scared for us to marry outside of our um, our tribe mm. because they feel like if we marry outside of our tribe, there's no way we're gonna have any. It's like, gonna just die out. Yeah, the culture is just gonna die culture. out because we can't speak it. Number one, um, a lot of us are extremely Americanized, and it's just like I don't know who's to blame for that. Like I've taken, mind you, when I was young, I took Igbo classes. You took Igbo classes? Yeah, they Where? had them. We had Igbo school. Really? Every Saturday. Really? Where? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. How'd you have Okay, like, so it was like, <laughs> you know, okay, so let me, let me go back in. <laughs> it was in a school. Okay, so we, um, we, had, we had an Igbo church. There was an Igbo church. Oh, okay. We have an Igbo church, and that was in like, in the, it was like in Newark or Irving. I think it was in Newark. And like on Saturdays in the basement, um, they would have like just like, what was it? The Igbo nuns, they would be downstairs and they would just teach us. And like okay. sometimes their parents would volunteer and teach us too but that didn't last too long it started with my dad because my dad was like the president of the chapter at that time mm-hmm. so he opened up that organ that like little um organization for the kids and we went and i mean i learned a little bit but i forgot everything because once his term ended they stopped doing it mm-hmm. Dang, so, yeah it's just no like continuation I, yeah, yeah. it's just like how i don't know i understand Ebo, but i just can't speak can't, it as well as i want to speak it but yeah. i understand everything Everything. Yeah, I noticed that with a lot of people. A lot of people they can they can understand it, but when it comes to speaking it, that's where they that's slack at. Yeah, because there's no practice. It's not yeah, so you're, you're not speaking, speaking a language. Yeah. Something you have to do continuously. That's right. You know what I mean? it has to be the way you communicate. You mm-hmm. know, so we're not speaking it yeah, constantly with our friends, unless if it's our parents, and that's not really fun. You know, speaking not, with your parents. Exactly. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't speak my language like that. I, I understand. Uh, you know. Enough. I can like put context clues for shit that I don't mm-hmm. understand, but it's something I, I really, really do wish that I could speak my language. And sometimes I say I, I want to learn, but like multiple times I had asked my mom to like teach you, you know, teach me, but she would say like, oh, um, I should just listen to her talk. So sometimes yeah. I listen to her, and she, after a while she would get frustrated that I, mm-hmm. I wasn't picking it up, and she would start speaking English. See, that's the end. I think that the parents are, they're just like, they're not really helping. Like, why would you just stop? Because yeah. he wasn't getting it. You mm-hmm. have to put more time into really- They don't really have patience break. for that. Yeah, that's the thing that kills and it. And they would try to play me like, oh, you don't understand your language. I'm like, yo, because you didn't teach me. Right, yeah. and, and like, when you're like, in Nigeria, it's embarrassing. Like, yeah, yeah like, they would be so, like my mom would be getting mad annoyed sometimes. It's like, like look at all his Spanish. I always say this. Look at all his yeah. Spanish. Like grew up here, they all speak Spanish. All of them. Yeah. They they make sure they get that shit ingrained in them as soon as they're born. That's, that's yeah. like that's like their first language. Yeah, like, Spanish. That's usually, that's usually their first language. But that's so messed language. up. Because whenever we go to Nigeria, I don't know if you guys get this, but what? like. And, and like they make me feel stupid for lo- trying to speak Igbo. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Different. So like when you try, and that's you know what? Let me not. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead speaking. You know, go ahead Yo, feel free. Like, you know, triggered, she's triggered. No, you know why? Because I'm a hypocrite. Because I don't like when people do this too. Like you know what? I'm a hypocrite, and I know that. Like in this case, because when Nigerian people, Damn. like when um, evil people and Nigerians come to America and then they try to force themselves to speak English the way we do, yeah. that annoys me. Yeah. Like to the highest extent. Like they it annoys me. I, mean, I feel like it's sounds. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, can you just relax and be you? Like the American, like they just force it. Like they be trying to do too much, and that bothers me. So it's a pet peeve. It's just too rough. Yeah, and I feel like that's how they feel about us too when we go back. Speaking that Igbo, and we're doing it with the wrong accent, and they're laughing, and I'm feeling some type of way, and they're just like, look, you just can't say it. Like it's okay. You try. Like you, you need to encourage me. Like what? Yeah, like Like, you need to be encouraging me. Like y'all and these Chinese people come over here and learn the language though, and they taking over. Yeah, let the Chinese people come there and learn it and they really be hyped trying to speak that shit like making it seem like they're extra something and it's like well get out of here like why are you thing, even here but the thing is like nigerians be like uh giving them that power like they do like the ones in nigeria like 
they be giving them that power where it's like, oh, because you speak like it's like, oh, you're special. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, this is somebody that's that, coming here taking they shit. Because yeah. yeah. when we go to their country, they expect us to learn how to speak their language because exactly. they're not giving us any flies or they're not clapping for us if we learn how to speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. They want us to know that. So when we come to their country and when they come to our countries, they also need to learn that. I don't know why people are clapping for them and jumping mm-hmm. when they speak it. That should be like a mandatory thing. They should know if they're trying mm-hmm. to do business in our country. Yeah, definitely. You definitely. must learn the language. The fact? I'm nah. sorry, I mean it, Chris. Nah. <laughs> it's real shit, though, because, like, I don't understand how, like, there's just no f- understanding of this is my shit, and, like, you need to respect my shit. Right. But it's, it, it's because I don't respect my shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't respect yeah, our shit. The value is just not there. If I don't respect my shit, like, why should anybody else? So yeah. If me, if you don't respect your shit, and I come over, and, like, you just have money out, and you don't respect the, like, yo, I'm gonna come over and be like, <clears throat> My fault, bro. Let me get right. that real quick. Because you clearly don't care. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, why so. wouldn't that? So, so what about, how about pigeon? Do you, do you at least pick up on some of the pigeon? I or? used to be so good with broken English. I used to be so good. And I don't know. And you know what it was? When I was in Jersey, <laughs> I feel like I was so good because I was around people who spoke it all the time. Oh, yeah. So I was good. Like, I got a little bit of it. But now that I'm here, like, I've been here for three years now going on four. I don't know it no more. And now my mm. pigeon is fire. It is? Oh, your pigeon is fire. I lived in Nigeria. For oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. If you, if you, if you live there, you kind of pick it up. Yeah. I can't speak, like, I can't speak Bini, but I, I, at least I got the pigeon online. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I mean, that's, that's good cool. then. Then you're fine. Mm. Yeah. You're really good with that. that. Like, I remember, it's funny, because even being in Nigeria, sometimes, like, like my aunt, that, that she didn't really want to speak in pigeon. Really? Like, that, like, she wanted us, you know, to be... American, not, not American. Not speak but, like Edo, but no, but speak proper. You know? oh, speak okay. proper English. Speak, speak proper English. Mm. Oh, don't speak broken. You know, so. But why? That's like I feel like that's I, our I, like our local language. Yeah, our, I feel like it's fun. I like yeah, that's our centralized like, language. Like you know how like Zimbabwe they have Swahili and South Africa like the whole yeah. Southeast they have Swahili like they all understand that. I be speaking Swahili. Have, yeah, like they all speak it. So no I matter think, where you go, they can speak mm, it. I think it's more so like, like being younger and like because pigeon. That's ours, like, 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 like speaking in a certain kind of way, like you speak a certain. It's like ebonics. Mm. Pid- but, you know I mean? like, like you know what I mean. So it, it's not like it's not like it's a bad thing because she spoke pigeon when she was you know doing business and mm-hmm. marketing things like that. But at the same time, it's like again wanting to be proper, yeah. wanting, wanting you to wanting carry to yourself in a certain way. It's, it's almost like it's, it's like it's non-educated. She probably yeah, like, like okay, it's, not it's, only not educated like, people, but I feel like that's because yeah. of the European people too. Like when they came in, there, they told us like, oh yeah, you need to speak like us because the way you guys are speaking is incorrect. Like speak like us proper English because I feel like that's our language. Like that's how we communicate with other tribes outside of our ethnic tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely. at the same time, like, like I get that, but it's like pigeon. It's like Nigerian Ebonics to, to a certain extent. So okay, well, what about patois? There's this literally broken English. That's too. their language. That's that's their language. And that's their why broken should be our language. That should be our universal e- language. E- okay, too. should be the official that, language. Yeah, yeah like our official universal. Language. Like in Nigeria right now, our official language is English. Yeah, why? The lingua franca is English. Yeah, I don't understand. Why? Like it should be broken. broken. Like that should be ours. That should pigeon. be our patois. Yeah. Pigeon. That's facts. Mm-hmm. It's too. It's too many tribes. Okay, because, you know. Now it but everybody make speaks sense. that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody does speak that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Good. I feel like that could be like the the Nigerian language. I guess it needs to be. Like, I've been saying Universal. this for a long time. Like, it needs to be because Southeast Africa, like I said, they have Swahili. And I was always so jealous of that. Yeah. Because no matter where you go within their countries, they can all speak it. Like, if you meet a Kenyan person and a South African person, yeah. they can speak Swahili to each other. Yeah. Mm. Like, what? That's and dope. They're able to communicate yeah. like that. They can communicate. Like, no matter what tribe you go to, at least they all understand Swahili. Their dialects are different, but they all understand Swahili. Like, Yo, they get fine. it. Yo, this mm. is like, this that's fine. why they're so close. Okay. I never knew that. that. We really need that. 
And also, I don't know if you guys heard about this. I don't know why I'm talking about all these topics. It's so random. But like, I was on Twitter again. I'm a Twitter head. I'm always on Twitter. I see. And I really am. And there was um, this discussion about a Nigerian restaurant in Nigeria, right? Yeah. Owned by um, the Leban- Lebanon, Lebanese. Lebanese people? The Lebanese. And it's um, no Nigerians allowed. No Nigerians allowed. Yes. Wow. <laughs> no Nigerians. Like, you have to have a certain status to be black and be allowed in there. But so who the fuck is allowed? Lebanese. Chinese, Lebanese, Indians, but no black people. I need to see this restaurant. I'm really curious I'm now. Really I did not know this. I need to see them. I, have, I forgot. I'm going to find oh, it. Oh, nah, that's... It's real. They were all talking about it. That is beyond me. Like, yeah. what, what? See, that's what happens when you let outsiders come in and take their shit. Now, oh, you know, they just start treat, discriminating against you. Mm-hmm. you know, shit, it's, it's, getting bad, it's getting bad in Africa. It's getting nah, real that's bad. Too that's too wild. When yeah. I heard I mean, that... I know, like, like, I know stuff like that is it, happening, but at an actual restaurant, like... In Nigeria. I knew it was like, you know, when it came to like work and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. or having like a, a, a club mm-hmm. you know but you talking about a restaurant that you're that's in my country and I can't come in is it like or, you is it like a lounge like you know mm-hmm. I, mean? I think it's like a lounge restaurant mm-hmm. like it's like one of those they only allow the women in yeah and you know for obvious reasons oh to I have heard yeah. about this mm-hmm. I have my dad did tell me yep. about something like that. they let the women it. in but I, they don't let the men in I did and I'm I like did. that is some cr- I don't like that that's Where is it? crazy is it, is it, in Abuja or in Lagos not to receive African okay. guests I'm gonna get the name because I'm gonna out them is it in Abuja or Lagos I think it's in Lagos. most likely Lagos I'm mm-hmm. gonna say Okay, it's a Chinese Chinese. restaurant called Shishi. Shishi. There's more, though. There was a Lebanese one. This is another one. So I guess it's, like, known. Like, they do this. Wow. So this one is called Shishi, and it's in the heart of Lagos. And via a reporter on this Google article, it says, um, it claims, these are claims made by Nigerians on social media that if you try your luck or investigate, the restaurant is located at, oh, look at me, I'm reading it. Well, -hmm. if you want to try your luck and try this out and investigate on your own, the restaurant is located on 21B Emma Crescent off Toyin Street in Ikeja, Lagos. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's no. crazy. Like, now they need to run up in there and, t- and yeah, like, they need to call a riot though. I'm going to Nigeria this December, and yeah. I'm going in there, and I'm going with my brothers. Yeah. So we're going in that restaurant. Yeah. I don't well, care. I'm bringing my cousins. You're American. To come. You're yeah. American, so they gonna let you ride. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm bringing my cousins. I don't care. Yeah. Whoever you're, I'm with, we're coming. They gonna let you ride. Oh, your cousins that live there, you gonna bring them with yeah. you? Yeah. They gonna let you ride. You know why? Because you're yeah, you're American. As soon as they hear that American accent, oh yeah, they know you know better. You know what I mean? Like you, they not going. You know what I mean? Like that'd be crazy. I don't. I just don't want to see this. I think this is so crazy to me yeah, like that we're even allowing crazy. this in 2019 when they're aware of, like it's not even like Nigerians are, are unaware of what's going on and how yeah. we're dealing with racism here in America they're aware in Europe here and you guys allow them to come to the country and do that to you too so mm-hmm. they're gonna be you're gonna, they're gonna oppress you double time yeah, you gotta understand there's a whole lot of people who are not on social media who, That's who true. Have, you know what I mean who are, who are not hip to this mm-hmm. understanding of how to like understand how life is mm-hmm. you know so it's very, very possible for people to be susceptible to that kind of like that's treatment. So sad. Like, they just don't know better, and we're still valuing outsiders. That's the thing that's killing us. That's we're still putting, yeah. looking at them like they're Jesus, they're, they're, and, and we're putting them before us. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's just, just sad. unfortunate, but because there was I mean, a situation like this in China, like one of those hotels. Yes. I, I read that one. They wouldn't allow Nigerians into that a certain hotel in mm-hmm. China, or something like a like high that. class. One. Yeah, it was a high yeah. class hotel. So. We're still being discriminated by them, and yet we're allowing them into our country. Like, what, when are we ever start. gonna learn? Like, when will we ever learn to put ourselves first in these type of circumstances? When? I think, That's I, think I think with with these things that we're talking about, like being able to implement these new ways of thinking, allowing Nigerians to have that understanding of 
we are better than yeah. this. We are better than this. Yeah. But the thing is, we get this mentality here. We have to get them to believe, it. To believe it. Because we are better. We yeah. are like we, we are great. But the people just don't believe it. And people just, it's like, damn, we fucked up, so... I guess we fucked up. Yeah, we fucked up big you know, time. You know, that's how shit happened. Like I feel like Nigerians lose faith. They all lost faith. Like yeah, everybody in Nigeria, Nigeria, most of them yeah, they lost hope. They lost faith. That's why there's like this mad dash to get out of Nigeria. Everybody's trying to get out. Everybody's trying to escape. Some people, some people are there really trying to like make shit happen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like. There's so many people who just like nah. They'll do anything to get out. I know y'all heard about them crossing over to Libya. Some of them mm-hmm. were getting captured. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like, by any means. Just anywhere. And, like and just getting real. Like, I'm out. I'm going to Malaysia. I'm out. That's like, scary. I'm going to Yugoslavia. I'm out. And then this trafficking thing. Oh yeah, the mm. trafficking. And then some of them, when they get out to these other countries, they're doing all these crime, fraudulent acts. You know, and they, they get kicked out and whatnot. Like I read a lot oh, of this stuff. Oh, they're killing them in the jail. Yeah. It's just really sad. It's really and I watched crazy. this document, not a documentary. It was like a show on um, Amazon Video, and it's called Trafficking. And literally, it it highlights um, like three girls. It's literally about three girls: one Nigerian, one Indian, and one like white girl. And it was talk. It, it showed their stories of how they were trafficked. It's like a um, what do you call it? A dramatization. It's a fake. It's a movie, but based on real events. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, the Nigerian girl, like she was actually Adele, and it was just so sad. Where? Yeah, I was so hurt. Oh mm-hmm. nah. And she's the only girl. one that didn't escape. Like the other two girls escaped, and the Nigerian one didn't. Based on she said that um, her madame in Nigeria put a curse on her, so she would never be able to leave the chains. The whole movie is just sad, and it just brought me back to like realizing that girls in Nigeria. Are really being trafficked. Oh yeah, being trafficked out there. Men really and women. Let me not it. just say girls. Prostitution is a women. big thing out there. <laughs> but see, this is not prostitution though. Now yeah, they're being kidnapped. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Aside from that, like just prostitution oh, alone yeah. is like is a yeah. big thing. That's big too. Like, I met a guy. That, I met a guy like a couple months ago. He was telling me like, oh, anytime I go to Nigeria, I have to smash the the baddest Igbo chick. <laughs> I shot. It was a year by guy. I swear to God, he told me this. <laughs> I what? <laughs> this is what he legit told me. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm the first, so I'm thinking like, damn, okay, you out, out there buying pussy? <laughs> it's probably cheap though, you know, like, well, actually it's not. Because they, they, not. Not, they have a standard now, like, yeah, probably not. Like, those, like, I know those Legos, babes. Woo. Man, I don't know how much they're charging. <laughs> those run, the run gals. <laughs> the runs gal, you know what I'm talking about? Nice. <laughs> I think they call them slave mamas. Now. Oh, slave. Yo, that's the new term I'm here, like slave mamas. Slave mamas, yeah, that's right. Oh, I thought that, oh, see, damn. I didn't know. I thought that was good. Slave mamas. I was like, I think that's good. Going on to the next topic, we're about to talk about having babies out of wedlock within the community. This is something I've been noticing a lot. Just talk with about people, it. people that I have family members, well, pe- people I know personally, like, they've kind of had kids out of wedlock. I, I can name like a good three people that I know. Mm-hmm. And one person, he had a kid out of kid with a black American girl. Two people I know, and it, it's just been very disastrous. Like Uh-oh. court is getting court is getting involved and whatnot. Daniel said it's a disaster. Just, you know, court the court is getting involved. It's, mm. it's just getting bad. So one of them can't even see their child. The girl Uh-oh. took the baby and went to a whole different state. So. Wow. So it just it, it, it kind of makes me think about why my mom always stressed. Don't bring a black don't bring a contact back so to this house. So do you feel house. like it's just black American girls? I mean, no, no, no. I, I wouldn't say that. I feel like they chose the wrong ones. Okay. They went for the wrong. I I I, I really believe that there's good black American women out there that you can mate with. 
question. But my Did my stance on it. You can make one. Daniel is so barbaric. But my thing is like, okay, if I'm going to give a black American woman, I believe that she has to be into the culture, number one. Because already, if she's not fucking with the culture, I'm sorry, we're not going to work. Because then if I have a baby by you, you're going to want to, you're going to take me to the court and ruin me. And I can't afford that. I don't want to risk that. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it is what it is. I think, except you, if you're not out here, like, just wilding out, having mad babies going crazy, then. But I feel like if you have a child, you know, and it was you, you are being, I don't know. Like if you have a child, it is what it is. Shit happens. Well, I mean, but yeah, you know? yeah, but it's just like it's almost like when I see Nigerians do this, it's like, why? Why are you doing this? You know, this is not our culture. We didn't grow up like this, so why are you doing? So you it? still hold the culture? You see, like you're yeah, really yeah. yeah. I, I still like gotta hold the culture. Like I can never have a baby out of wedlock. I can never ever do that. Me too. I feel like me too. I like I get it. But you know what I mean? You don't want to judge nobody. Yeah, I don't want to judge nobody. That's just me. But. I feel you, bro. It's yeah. all you know I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, me personally, I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's, that's how it be. It that's how it be. Yeah, that's how it be for some people, right. you know? I don't Not judging, not judging. To, to, to each their own. Right. I think, um, I, I just know I don't want no baby mama drama. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't, yeah, want, yeah. I don't want those kind of problems. Right. And I, I already told myself, I feel like if I have a child with one person, and let's say, God forbid, God forbid we like <clears throat> get divorced, Yo, I'm not having kids with nobody else. Like, mm. yeah. it's just too much stress. Like, you don't want to deal like the balance of yeah. two families and this and that. And I'm, I, and I don't, and I don't think I'm gonna get married again. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh yeah, because most men don't. I feel like if I get divorced, like that's, nah, that's it. Fuck it, that's again. it. I feel like I'm good. That's I'm good true. off the marriage shit. Um, because I feel like me personally, like I, I really hold marriage really high. Like I have yeah. a lot of respect for it. I mean, what you really wanted to work, I feel know, that. I, feel like, I guess you know, based on you know life situations and, and how my life moves, that's something I just told myself alright boom like, yo, by the time I get married That's I'm gonna it. make sure it's the one so yeah. God forbid that shit don't go right hey like, amen to that man amen <laughs> so, I feel you feel me but some mm-hmm. for some other people, some people like able to have like three, four. And then I like, mean, nah, I marriages. That's that's crazy. Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. You got married three times. Like, I remember I was listening to the radio. They were talking about how J Lo's about to get remarried for the fourth time or fifth time to that A Rod guy. Oh, like really? Jesus Christ! I, oh, you're you're damn near fifty. <laughs> you're, about, you're about this is what your fourth marriage. You know what? People are. I feel like people are just like trying to fill a void. Like people like that. I feel like they have they haven't found happiness by themselves within themselves yet, mm-hmm. and they keep trying to fill that void by going from this person to that person it's just like you're never gonna get that happiness you're looking for because for somebody you have else. to find it yeah. yeah whatever you're looking for in somebody else you have to find within yourself first I feel like, I feel like the person you're with is just a compliment to you yeah you, you know what I mean you should already be good and great right you know I mean you being here is just like the extra plus and I feel like we're gonna of course we're gonna be engulfed in each other and, right. and work together but at the same time I feel like how will Smith put it I think we're just so perfect. He says, like, we're both living, we're living lives together, but parallel to each other. Mm, Wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're together, but like, I'm on my path, you're on your path, Mm -hmm. but we're just doing it together. Yeah, that's that's real deep right there. It's perfect because you really. Wow, that's the way I see it too. You really can't, and that's something else he was saying, you really can't like make somebody else happy. Like you can oh yeah, I remember seeing that yeah. on his Instagram. I do shit, remember seeing that. that. So yeah, fire. like that nigga be dropping gems, gems like, yeah, important gems. And that's something like, like since I heard it, I'm really it's really like really present in my mind Set and it's really settling in. Mm-hmm. Like nah, like you really have to be all the way good with you. Right. So being a person mm-hmm. trying to like when you meet somebody that's broken and you trying to save them and, and, and trying to help them and left, mm-hmm. it's like nah, like they they got they got like fix themselves fix first. Themselves. Yeah. That's not on like you you can't put that on on nobody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So. 
That's and a lot of people don't realize that. And that's how people get stuck in these situations where they're searching from person to person, trying to fill a void, not understanding that. The self-love is very important, y'all. That's like, correct. self-love is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely gotta love yourself first before loving someone else. So, talking about, talking about self-love, I feel like something I've been thinking in mind is this understanding of being Nigerian. What is being Nigerian in in in, in twenty nineteen? Mm. Like when you think about a Nigerian, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Right. What do we pride ourselves on? What do you even think about? Yeah. Mm. I know we pride ourselves on education. Education. That's the first thing that comes to my mind, honestly. Mm. Nigerians are on top. Mm. Okay, I like can that. see it. The Afro, the Afrobeats movement. Yeah, music is a big yeah. thing. But at the same time, this whole like the corruption four one nine, like mm. even just the, the understanding of like who are we as as as, as a group culture, of people, yeah. You know what I mean, as a group of people. That's true. I feel mm. like when I hear that, when I hear like Nigerians, I always think, of course, number one, like educated mm. or smart innovators. Like we're always doing something that is unheard of. Like there's always a Nigerian at the top, and no matter what field you're going in, no matter what area mm. you're targeting, they're always at the top. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. But when I think of like bad things, like if there's cons that come to mind when I think mm. about Nigerians, of course it's going to be fraud um, with the men. With women, it's going to be prostitution. So that's just that. But I always think about the good first anyways, because, you know, I'm Nigerian. Yeah. Definitely, definitely the good. Because whenever I come across another person and they're Nigerian, it's like that instant clickiness in a way. Like, oh, my God, you're Nigerian? Oh, my God, my it's brother. Like, yeah. yeah, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just love beating my people, you know, even that's though so we true. we have some negative connotations to our name, that we still have some positives that we do around the world and whatnot. Right. But, yeah. yeah. I, feel, I, feel like, I feel the same way, too. Because culture is everything to me. Like right. yeah. my culture is everything to me. It really, it really is my foundation. So that's that's when I see somebody else is Nigerian, every time I meet people and I hear as soon as I hear the accent, I was like, Are you Nigerian? You know, me like, too. I, yeah, I, like, I don't care why yeah, I'm like, oh, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm talking about in Walmart sure. and all that stuff. I'd be like, Oh, you're Nigerian. You're Nigerian. Nigerian. Just to just acknowledge, mm-hmm. let them know yo, we out that here. That we're out here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, I do that. So I just think it's it sucks that uh when it comes to like really self love as a Nigerian, mm-hmm. Nigerians not wanting to wanting to be something else like mm-hmm. taking everything mm-hmm. we have, going to Dubai and pouring out of yeah. Dubai, pouring leaving Dubai. Nigeria, and, and leaving Nigeria, and going to to London and, and building London, mm-hmm. leaving Nigeria, so and going to America and building mm-hmm. America. That's what you. But in the white like, man's land, that's so do you feel like our self love is like fake? Like, is it just like a front? Like, yeah, we love each other in front of other people, but yeah. like in real life, deep down inside, we hate really, ourselves, really, you know, because we don't invest in our own country. So we don't invest in our own country. It's something. Period. It's something I, I, I like. I, well, teeter, I teeter back and forth mm-hmm. with when I think about it because. It's like I do love my culture and I, mm-hmm. I love where I'm from. And I really, really love where I'm from, like mm-hmm. actual Nigeria. Right. So I really want to go back and do something. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's it's it's on my mind all the time. That's so true. And just figuring out what exactly it is, like how to maneuver to go there to do something to build it up. And that's, I think, that's like a big thing now. Like, a lot of us are wanting to go back to Nigeria and invest, but it's like, where do we go? Who do we go to? Yeah. Like, I, I like speaking from my point of view, I don't want to go to my parents' connects. Like, I want to meet my own, like, Connect connections. Like, my own, I want to network by myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why Instagram is good. It's good. And yeah. Twitter and stuff. Like, I've met a lot of big Nigerian people, people who are doing their own businesses, mm-hmm. starting their own production, this and that. And, like, I'm reaching out to them mm-hmm. that way. You yeah. know what I mean? So that if I ever have a chance to go to Nigeria, when I go to Nigeria, maybe I can meet up with them and we can network like that. And I can start something from there yeah honestly i i know people that 
at just, you know, meeting people, like talking to people via social media mm-hmm. and then going to Nigeria and meeting and, up with yeah. them and, mm-hmm. you know, doing things. So yeah. having that resource is really, really good to be able to do that. But at the same time, just understanding that the business practices of, of Nigeria moves it's a certain different. way. Yeah. Like corruption is just within the system. So it's like, if you're not going, like you have, you have to the know, plan for that. You, know, you have to know how to, to <laughs> maneuver around to maneuver around mm-hmm. that or to maneuver or to, to work through that. You know, so if you don't have a, a clientele or you don't have a, a person who understands that and is able to penetrate that, then it's like, you're not really going to be going anywhere. You're going to put right. your money in, in a pot and it's going to just, you know what I mean? Crazy things are going to happen. So, so the only way to really go there and invest and get gain is to to have a complete 360 mm-hmm. view of what's going That's on true. all the time. And I feel like the corruption thing is what is what definitely holds most people back from, you know, doing the things that they want to do because yeah. they, you know, they feel like, oh, if I'm going to invest this amount or I see something back or they're just going to just chop my money, you know, all yeah. these things that go on. So that that's that, that situation is definitely what like, holds a lot of people ROI? back. We won't even know. Like, nobody, there's yeah. no, I feel like, well, I feel like Nigeria, they're trying to do things like that, like show percentages, show numbers, but like those numbers are still never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know and that's the, mean. that's the bad part. Like, like the, it's never guaranteed. There's so many layers to this onion. Mm-hmm. I, don't I, mean, know, I don't know if more people are having this conversation right? or, you know, are, like, I'm Who's really having this conversation? Like, my, my parents people, don't. Like, what people? My like, parents are trying. You know, yeah. like, uh, but I want to do like entertainment and mm-hmm. like apps and do all that stuff. Bring that to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But you know, Nigeria has to. They're not even at that level where I can introduce what I want to do there yet. I did watch a oh, video no, where you're like oh, they're no, doing the can. tech or the really? tech is starting oh, to boom out there. Is it? I thought yeah. it was in Rwanda and like Kenya. No, it's starting to boom in Lagos. So I, I watched Lagos a video about it. Really? You're right. Actually, there's this one guy I follow on Instagram. I forgot his Instagram name right now, but. Um, I just complimented him on his work the other day. It was so good. Like I saw his UI and his UX, like the layout of mm. his um his app and like his website. Yeah. And it looked so modern and yeah. Americanized. And I was like, okay, this looks professional. Like yeah. I would probably give you my money just based on how your layout is set up. Yeah. And like his what is it? His um what is it? The company slogan and like just everything that the company stands behind. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's trustworthy. Yeah. Art, tech, and, and, and science is, is like a huge, has whole, always been huge things in, mm. in Nigeria. The wow. thing is, like, there's so many talented people in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who are able to, like, make things happen and push things and innovate. Right. But just the way the system of, of how Nigeria is set up and how mm-hmm. the mindset is is very rigid and narrow. Mm-hmm. So there's not room for innovation to allow it to, 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 to really to, prosper. To, to, to really prosper and, wow. and, and get into the, the roots of, the, of mm-hmm. the culture. You know, like, when you look at Chinese culture, their culture is a system like it's assimilated into like their business practices and things like that like right. it's, it's it's amazing how they've done that and as Nigerians we can do that too this level of respect understanding you know to to address somebody a certain way like understanding you know to greet and things like that but mm-hmm. you know in a manner where it's able to allow people to to think and still be free to innovate and be themselves but right. also understand where they come from like it's wow. I don't know like these things like constantly on my mind constantly on my yeah. mind it's like why is it like there's just too many things holding us back you know this goes back to the whole tribalism thing that's another thing that's holding us back from really innovation and excelling and like like, networking outside mm. of our tribes and outside of our cultures I think the, the Igbo people were trying to make their own state, Biafra. Yeah. yeah. That, I know you remember that whole thing that was going on. They're still trying to do that? They I, are. Yes. They're yes. still trying to do it? Biafra is still going very hard. Yes. Oh, I didn't even know. There's like a whole, there's an Instagram page for it. They're always talking about it. There's like a news, um, a radio station for it. 
They're really serious oh, wow. about it. So they're, oh, they're really trying to form their own country. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, for real. And I'm totally against it um, for many reasons. But it's just, like, I understand what happened. I respect, like, I respect our parents and everything that happened. You know, they don't tell mm-hmm. us too much about what happened during the BF War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If your parents told you about it, then you're lucky because my parents do not speak about it at Yeah, all. me either. Like, I learned about too. it via YouTube, like, when I was 13 or 14, just by going on YouTube and looking at videos. Mm-hmm. And so, date, mm-hmm. my parents don't tell me nothing. And I actually watched um, half of Yellow Sun. Yeah. And that gave me a little more insight, like, outside of YouTube. And still, I'm still left with I have questions and mm-hmm. I haven't answered them. I think, it, I think it's something that they're ashamed to talk about, you I know? Think, and I, they shouldn't be. I think it's, it's, it's interesting, like, the, just geography-wise, mm-hmm. for me, for, like, the reason why things happened the way it happened within the war was because, like, I, I guess Biafra, like, there's no, like, there's, the way it's set up, it's, like, kind of in, in the center of Nigeria or something mm-hmm. like that, or it's, like, in it's the southeast. In the southeast, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's in a, it's in a position where it's, it, there's no water or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, there's you know no water. I mean? There's no water, so it's, like, there was a famine, because mm-hmm. people aren't able, you know, if you don't have no water, if you're blocked off, and you just can't move to the water, and you're stuck here, like, mm-hmm. how's that gonna work? So, right. if that's something they're still trying to do, I just don't understand how, like, I mean, it's possible. I feel like, like if they how, did it, they work? would. Because, you know, a lot of the oil is on, like, it's in Igbo land. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of the oil from the country is coming from Igbo land, yeah. most of it. Like, it's being imported from, like, Pataka and all that stuff. Yeah. And Abiyasti and being, like, sent out to everywhere else. Yeah. So I feel like if they Igbo do that... definitely, I think... Yeah, and I feel like that's what they... That's why they feel like it's definitely possible. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing it. They want to punish Nigeria as a whole. Like, they want to become Biafra to punish, like, the Yorubas, Fulanis, Ados because of what happened during the war. And I feel like, not saying that they should get over it but like we have to move forward yeah. you can't sit back and like we're, like are you trying to get back at them like it's okay like what has happened has happened everybody has forgiven each other we're all like reconnecting we're trying to get back to each other we understand that the white people came in and infiltrated us like they told us lies they made us believe this and that made us turn against made the Yoruba people turn against evil people like it was all literally words in somebody's ear back and forth so I feel like at this point we should all just forgive each other I think something something happened forward. too it was also like a struggle of power which I yeah. mm-hmm. so there was one president that I think was um, like an Igbo. It was, was an Igbo. Was, was Yoruba, and then he got like overthrown by an Igbo person, and oh, the yeah. Igbo person appointed like all, all the Igbo people Igbos, yeah. in in all the high positions, and it was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" So when they overthrew him, mm-hmm. that's when like shit got oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That's that really is. crazy. So. It's so crazy. It, it, Honestly, I mean, we just, just like just do what the Rwanda people. We just have to just you know, look at Rwanda, it. emulate them. You know, just look you, at how they're moving forward. And they're women they're, are running they're each country, other. Yeah, and women are running Rwanda. So you see how good they're going now. Just hint, hints. Maybe women need to run Nigeria for a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. I think I think that probably. Honestly, I feel like thing. if women ran certain countries, that like a lot of things would be fixed. Women are the backbone of Nigeria, though. Like Definitely. honestly, like I put, I feel like if you put women in the forefront, like Nigeria will be like most of the problems will be fixed immediately. Look at Rwanda. Look at like well Liberia. Well, Liberia is doing better than they were back then anyways. Mm-hmm. Once they got that woman president, look at how much better. We're not hearing about Liberia and their war and their, like, cannibalism anymore. So <laughs> Cannibalism? Yeah. Okay, I was unaware oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what's yeah. his name? Captain Butt Naked. You guys ever heard of him? Um, Captain Butt Naked. Yeah. Was he was, eat, eating people. Nah, can you look at can you look at something? He was eating people. Okay. Isn't no? Isn't this the, the guy that... Uh, General Butt Naked, I think that's wait, what his name was. What about the guy that uh, Forrest Whitaker played? Um, I, that was him. Where was he from? Yeah, that, that was, was him. Yeah, General yeah, Butler. Yeah, he used to eat people. That's true. Wow, did not know that. Well, I learned yeah. something new today. Yes, in Liberia, regular that? human sacrifice and cannibalism of children. He was crazy. 
Wow, when was it? No, that was he was on that he was on that devilish stuff right he there. He was, and that's what. But I'm saying like once Liber- Liberia got that like woman in charge of woman president, Liberia's been like pretty good. Yeah. Like, not saying you know all Af- all West African countries we still have like our little like the poverty and all that stuff yeah. that's just like there, and we have to fix that problem also. But like once women come in, like things change. At least the problems uh, stop. I don't, I don't know because I feel like if the women still have the same mindset that Nigeria has right now, it's not going to change. Neither. But I don't think the women. Do because like if you think about it, look at it. Like Nigeria right now, they have fem- they have a feminist movement, they have a womanism movement, they have mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like trying to be progressive and move forward and like just unite women and unite men and women together. Uh, take away all those um, what do you call these things? Like the tribalistic rituals that women must be abused in the marriage and stay and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to move forward past yeah. all that. Yeah. Meanwhile, the men are like, no, a woman is my property. No, no, no. If I want to set my life, I can do that. It's none of your business. Yeah, that's like they're still thinking wild. like that. And those so. type of men are the reason why we're not getting. That's what I'm saying. Nigeria. They're so stuck on the traditional is. mindset while the move, women are trying to move forward. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I feel like we need to try that out. Like, you know, we can, it's always trial and error. We can try to put women in the front for now I think they're more, and see how it works. Most people want to have sex more, slaves. I think there are more women that, that are like, you know, vying and, and trying to get into yeah. positions. There are. They're, they're trying to get in there, but they're not letting them in. It's true. They, they need more women because they're going to break the chains. Like, I believe Nigeria should have been Dubai a long time a ago. A long time ago. long time ago. Like your aunt that was trying to get into power, right? Yeah, get into, trying to get into politics in Edo State and... You know they're not mean? letting her in. They, they, they weren't having it. They were, she had good views, right? Her views were like really yeah, progressive. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people fuck with her and like, you know, the way of thinking and the things that she wanted to do mm-hmm. to kind of move the culture, especially bringing agriculture and yeah. understanding that like like there's a necessity for, you yeah. know what I mean? We need that. Supposed to that. Like, so she had a lot of like really, really cool things she wanted to do, but... Can you, you imagine? know, they snatched it. <laughs> they, 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 don't want snatched it. it. they don't want it to be a woman to do it because they know that if she makes it in Edo State and everybody loves it there, then she can run for president next and maybe she'll win. And that, that thought scares them. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think a woman, I don't even think Nigeria's in a place where women would be able to win an election anyways. Like yeah. a presidential election at all. Like they would, they yeah, would, she wouldn't even make this like the first respect. run. Yeah. yeah, they would not give her no respect, unfortunately. Like they're still sexually, um, yeah. what do you call this thing? Like sexually harassing women at marketplaces still till date. Yeah. So there's no way yeah. that we're gonna bypass all that, and men are gonna turn around and be like, "I'll just, but I'll vote for a woman." When there's still yeah. men who are so like, what do you call that? Like their masculinity is so high, like so, they're not uh, yeah. gonna let a woman. They don't. They, 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 they can't allow it. Like yeah. I honestly thought, um, well, Hillary was gonna win, though. I really did think. I did. <laughs> I did, even nah, though I wasn't, I, I wasn't I knew, a part of that election. <laughs> I voted by force, but I knew I knew I didn't vote at all. <laughs> I didn't want to. You didn't vote at all. I didn't vote wow, at all. Daniel. But why did, <laughs> shame. But why shame. did you vote? Shame. Why did our, vote, shame. our votes don't shame. matter. Our votes shame. don't really count at the shame. end of the day. So I'm, I'm, I'm just wasting time. Is, our votes don't bro, count. Does it matter? Exercise it. Exercise your vote. I feel like that's the thing. See, that's the issue right there. That's one of the things right there. A lot of people don't. Okay, talk about this. I agree with you. There's a necessity for a collective force in doing things. And I feel like we underestimate it. Like, oh my, when things are glaring and when things are too, like when it's it's too big, Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't deny this. That's true. So I feel like you saying, oh damn, like it doesn't matter anyways. You know how many people say, oh, it doesn't matter anyways. And so... Fuck it, it just doesn't happen. When you look at the like, when you look at the votes and shit like that, when it's so close, I feel like if more people like you that were like, ah, oh, damn, it doesn't matter anyways, vote like, yo, you could push that down just a little bit. 
Mm. I still feel like it's okay. still not going to count at the end of the day. Like, the reason why how, I how is my one vote going to make Hillary president? My one vote. That's, so, so, so think okay. about it again. And, and that's the thing because you're, you're, you're not thinking collective. So think about how many of you are saying my one vote. Millions of you, bro. <laughs> so if the millions of you just like, you know, fuck it. Let me just do it anyways. <laughs> Do you know how like that like do you know how much change that would make? Like, but is it gonna make a change? Okay, so let me talk is about the government the government elections that just passed here okay. with um Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp. You okay. guys all heard look. Oh, that lady was just a win. I voted I voted. This nigga I never even heard of this man before. I went hard for her, okay. He was he was the incumbent. Like he and he cheated his way through. Yeah, he was his um what do you call it? His campaign was similar to Trump's, very racist, very openly racist and all that, and he still won. So and he won by cheating. Yeah. They went to court and everything for it but he's I guess Keisha I mean Keisha Stacy just like threw in the towel I guess yeah. come on you know these white people are always gonna finesse they always they, that, and that's what I'm whole, saying like, they, have the, money, they have the money and the big guns yeah, and that's what that bothers shit. me and that's what I feel like these elections are all about like it's all about the money and who has the most like yeah, it's not it's, really about like the people's choice doesn't really matter, matter like yeah, that I, I feel like none like I definitely get that like Politics really is house of cards. Like mm-hmm. it's just people with their own agendas, just doing things because they feel like it, using their power to push things. Especially since we're but black I feel like too. I feel, but yeah. I feel, I, when things are glaring, like we underestimate the power of of collective mindset. That's if true. we all, if everybody's like, you know what, we about to run up on 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 a White House. You know what I mean? Yo, FBI is probably watching CIA, CC, SSI, All y'all niggas is on me. Why I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. If we all just one mind, one sound, just think, decide we want to do something, yo, you can't deny it. You can't mm-hmm. deny it. Okay. Okay. No, okay, okay, I agree. I agree with that, right? To a certain extent, though. Yeah. I was watching, before you guys came here, right? I was watching this thing, and it was called The Queen of Versailles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's about a billionaire who lives in Florida. His name is David Siegel, right? And literally in the um, documentary or the movie or whatever, he literally said that he was the reason why George W. Bush won the election back in 2001. Um, what was it? 2001? Was it 2001? 2001, yeah. 2001. He won the, he's the reason why he won that election. And I'm over here like, okay, is he going to explain why? So the lady asked him, like, why do you believe that? Why do you say that? And he said it on TV. Like, they showed his interviews from back in 2001 where he was saying it openly on TV. And she asked him, like, why do you, why do you think that? is and he was like you know I can't really say because if I do um, I can get in trouble it was kind of illegal like there's so much shit going on he's wilding yeah and he's, he opened wilding. his mouth and said that like he's you should have just told us what you did since you already said it was illegal I mean the anyway. white people they're always gonna do illegal shit when it comes to this politics he's stuff wilding. like he said it like he, he literally said it we, we see like, the wow. whole shit that's going on with Trump right now yeah. like this whole Colin what's that nigga named Colin that this guy is about to get indicted or something oh really what, yes. one of them I stopped following it because I, I, I just it, think it's a circus yeah it's, mm-hmm. it, everything's a shit show mm-hmm. like it's it's horrible it's a joke it's a joke it's literally a reality show it is and it's really depressing like I stopped following what was going on with Trump after he won the election like no not really like three months into his election mm-hmm. because first of all he was supposed to be um shit what's the word what's the word getting him out impeached Impeach, yeah. he was supposed to be impeached like and I'm just like okay he's still here yeah. and the fact that he's still here I just gave up hope I'm Bro, like, Americans gonna... love Trump I don't know what it is but you know he has he has a series that on, on um, Netflix too. I saw it yeah uh, Americans he has a series on Netflix yeah he has a series yeah, on Netflix. Netflix I just started watching it he does it talks about like how he, how he I guess how he made his money how mm-hmm. he made his billions and how he went bankrupt and shit and like he owed a lot of these companies and he never paid them off 
He just does yeah. whatever he wants. And it's like, I always yeah, wonder, like, why he do... Just, he just does whatever he wants. Like, why do Americans love this man so much? Yeah. Like, why Because he is, he is the definition of what of what America is in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, I really see. It's unfortunate. He's, yeah. like, he's a poster boy. Yeah, he's the poster boy of America. And, like, of course, like, there's a whole bunch of people who think, com- like, completely think otherwise. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at history. Like, over time, yes. over time, over time, over time, that's... That's what they're gonna be messaging. Yeah. Be messaging. This person did this. They're not gonna talk about. You know what I mean? Right. As much of the other stuff that happened, they might talk about. Like maybe like, I don't think they're really gonna be talking about Black Lives Matter. And you know what I mean? You don't like, see them either. Right? That shit kind of just died down. I don't see them either. That shit died. That shit died down. Like the way they talk about that. The way they were talking about the way they were talking about like the Black Panthers and shit like that. They they will never talk about Black Lives Matter. Like I don't that. think they will. But guess why? So going back to the same mentality I was I was talking about just now. One sound, one mind. So many people. People believed in the Black Panthers, and it was so alarming. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was so loud. It was so in your face that mm-hmm. you could not deny it. Mm-hmm. They had to respond to it. Yep. So, and talking about voting or just having a collective, like, yo, if we just all can just be like, yo, you know what? We all gonna vote. Make this decision together. So then, what the hell mm. happened? Like, what with, with the the whole pop voting thing? Like, with politics? what's going on? Like, there's a lot of shit going on with like America today. Like, if you look back, I always like watching documentaries on mm-hmm. like. Like what you said about Black Panther and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you see how close black people were back then. Yeah. Oh, very close. And you compare it now, like, what the hell happened? Like, is it social media that separated us? No, it was, it was, it was, um, what's this thing called? I learned about this. It was during the, the Reagan era when they brought the cocaine in. Oh, yeah. They brought the yeah. coke and drugs. Yeah. 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 So that's, 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 that's really what happened. Like, and they knew all these things are play. It was like in 13th, they talk about this yeah. shit. Talk about this shit. So it's, it's sad and it's obvious. It's there. People know it. But still, nobody's actually thinking, like, processing things. Like, you know what? Hmm. Maybe we should, like, actually not do this shit. But mm-hmm. kids is having kids. Mm-hmm. Teaching their kids stupid shit. Mm-hmm. No fathers. Uh, you know no mean? fathers in the households. Mm-hmm. They're all, they were all locked up. And then, I like, and from that regard, Daniel, I think I can understand where you're talking about, for like, at least for the Nigerian culture, having babies out of wedlock and doing this whole baby mama. Yeah, baby yeah I never fuck shit. with that shit. You know I, mean? yeah, I feel like it breeds a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, like... Back in the day, like you know, having a man having multiple wives and and, and yeah. casting one away, it was it's it's like it was a culture. It was, it was, like it was a culture that, that was that was also a cultural thing as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then they were married, then, so that's nah. There, there, there's still a lot of kids that like you that's know, true, like though. actually they were out yeah, that well, were, well, I wouldn't like that. They did they you just I think, I think they do in Yoruba culture, but not really in Ibo culture. Yes, I, don't, I know that's why are you yes, bugging? Are you bugging, bro? In all cultures, in all tribes, do that shit, bro. Oh, you're not my child. You're a bastard. You're the bastard child. Nah. Evil people just know how to keep things more of a secret. Mm. Like, Yoruba people are really loud about what they're doing. They don't really care. It's just like, yeah, I have another family. I have this. But evil people are like, no, 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 no. I don't have another family. But they'll be supporting that family on the low. You know what I mean? Like, there's always more. Evil oh, people are really like... Oh, my God. This, bring, this, bring, this, this brings up a whole... This brings up a thought. A <laughs> show I was just watching the other day. It was this dating show. It was this um this Ghanaian man was dating this... um. Black American woman. Mm-hmm. I guess she was trying to sue him because mm-hmm. she found out that um he has a whole family yep. and wife back in Ghana. Oh, oh that's shit! Regular. You know that's a, you know that's a typical you know a typical thing. Yeah. A typical thing. Yeah. You have a family back home. Back home. You want to marry me? <laughs> That shit is real. In Atlanta, that thing is really, it's vampit out here. Oh yeah, I, I've witnessed it too. They have a family oh, back my home. Goodness. And then, mm-hmm. like, that shit is married girls here. That shit yeah, is crazy. Yeah, I think it's for papers more. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Paper, yeah. That's that's from time. Yeah. Like that's right. from time. They they've been doing that. Like that's true. You know. 
Yo, Nigerians have been in, in, in the United States fucking shit up for quite some time. Yeah, for a very long time. You know Cause them damage it. Cause them a lot of I wanna damage. Know, I want to know where those Nigerians are today. Like, Nigerians, Nigerian Americans, like, from, I don't know how to, what generation are they? Like, the fourth generation. Mm-hmm. Or no, they would be, like, the third. Maybe third and second generations that are already out. No, we're second generation. The ones that came, like, So, the third in, and like fourth generations. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the ones that their parents probably came, like, in the 30s. And they were born here in, like, the 50s. You know what I mean? And they had kids. And they All right, so, kids. so the, I like, think. Fourth generation, what, what, Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to process what you just said. Fourth generation. Like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine Nigerians coming here since the since the 30s. There, were, there are though. 1930s. Yes. No, like, Nigerians didn't start coming over here to like the 1970s and the yeah, 80s. No, there was some, six, somebody six, told six, me. I think 60s and 70s. There was somebody knowledge. who told me like he was like yeah you know what, what was his person's name? He told me that his grandparents were from Nigeria. They came here. His great great grandparents. They were from Nigeria. They came here like in the 1930s, 1940s. They came here. They were here from Nigeria, and his mom and dad. You know like. Okay, they, they had kids, and then their kids had kids, and it was like, they're they're just generations down. Like, mm-hmm. we're not the first generations of Nigerian-Americans here. Yeah. We're just not, and even the ones before us are not the first. There was yeah. one, like, there was two before them. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of them, but they were there. Like, there's still some that were out there. In 1930? I what? I, 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 don't know, I, don't know, I don't know why I, like, I found that so hard, though. I, 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 I never real. knew about that. Like, yeah, I, that, that's the... Yeah. I always thought it was, like, the, like, the, like I said, the 60s and the 70s, but that'd be dope to meet somebody like that. I met somebody yeah. like that, and I want to yeah. know, where was I? I think it was, like, in D.C. It was my D.C., my uh, Maryland days. And that person was there. His grandparent, great-grandparents were from Nigeria, but he wasn't... And the crazy thing is, like, he didn't look Nigerian. He was just mad American. He was just American. So I'm like, okay, I feel like that's... Is that what's going to happen to us next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. Not to Damn, that, that is bad. scary. something to think about. Not except, saying that it was ex- bad, but it's ex- like... Except we, keep, except we keep marrying Nigerians. Right. But even yeah. now, I feel like, okay... Yeah, I don't know if his mom was married to Nigeria. I don't yeah. know how it went with them. Yeah. But, like, for still... For instance, it's funny you just say that. I, I met this lady the other day, but it's not as far removed. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's just her, her dad was Nigerian mm-hmm. and her mom... It's, was from Brooklyn mm-hmm. and they had her but like when I met her she doesn't look Nigerian at all doesn't sound Nigerian mm-hmm. but like she said her name I immediately was like yo you're Nigerian, you're Nigerian. Like, and, but the thing is she knows her tribe she, she knows her thing because she married a Yoruba guy mm. um, and then she was like she she learned about the culture Again. herself oh, like, on okay. her own decided to learn about it that's and she's like yeah my, like, and she was pointing at her daughter she's like yeah my baby's full full Nigerian mm. and, you know, that's I, so beautiful you know I, mean? yeah, I, I like that you know I, I, I like because you don't really hear those type of stories a lot so, so it's seen, good to hear like, that and I had a you know a good amount of conversation with her, but mm-hmm. seeing a Nigerian like that, where it's like she really claims her Nigerianness right. and really understands, like, but at the same time she's so Americanized because she basically grew up her mm-hmm. whole life what in Brooklyn. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. just it, as an American. That's has she has great. she been there before? Did you ask her that? I think she said she'd been there, but it's been a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. And she was saying how she wants to like go like soon, and I was like telling her like, yeah, you really should go. Like Nigeria is different. Like you know, tell her about Lagos and things like that. It was hard. I wonder how, like, they lived out here. Like, the people who were here, like, way before us. The like, 1930s? That's crazy. Like, the people, like, the ones that are probably, like, 70 now or, like, 60. I mean, I have a, yeah, my, dad is, my dad is, like, in his 70s. Really? He came over here, like, in 1970s. But he man. wasn't born here, right? No, heck, no he wasn't born See, here. See, I want to meet the ones that were, like, born here. I want to have a conversation with oh, them. Oh, you're talking about, so you're talking about the first generation Be- Nigerians yeah, like from them. So, like, us from the 30s. Yes. Mm. Like, them. Like, I mean, of course, they're not alive, but, like, they're kids. They're offspring. Like, yeah. Mm. They're probably still alive till today. Like they're probably like in their seventies, like maybe sixties, seventies. I want to know yes. like how it was for them being Nigerian American then. That'll be interesting. I know, like I have an uncle mm-hmm. that like he came here in like the the sixties, like the I think like the mid early sixties. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, when he moved there. So. See, so he's one of the like that's the early one too. Mm-hmm. He's been here for a while. I want to know his experience. 
And how does he like? Does he still have his roots? Like, of is he course. still very Nigerian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not very like. Yeah, he is like to, to you know. Of course, that's his foundation. That's mm-hmm. his core. Mm-hmm. But when you meet him, when he talks, like he has a very like American kind of like swag to him. Mm-hmm. Like, like a cool, cool ass silver fox hair. Like, wow, mm-hmm. cool ass guy. Like. But at the same time, he's very Nigerian and he mm-hmm. holds strong to the culture and a lot That's of the ways he cool. thinks is Nigerian. But his demeanor and how yeah. he kind of like mannerisms, mm-hmm. how he moves, has like a, an American swag to it and how he says certain words and things like that. So is he married to a Nigerian woman or American woman? Yeah, he's married to a Nigerian woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's dope. I feel like it wasn't as easy for the ones that were here earlier to like keep that going because there wasn't a lot of Nigerian Americans out here or Nigerians period that were out here for them to marry. Yeah. So of course they had to like mix in with African American culture. Yeah. Go through all that, so like they kind of lost yeah. themselves. Yeah. You know? Get lost in the sauce, and I think that's that, that. That's something that happens. Like going back to talking about this whole you know African booty scratcher thing, <laughs> or, like you know having issues. You know when I think about um, me not. You know, me kind of acting like, oh, like I wasn't Nigerian or not being as mm-hmm. upfront with it is like this sense of fragility with like, you know, I mean, my sense of being Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And and what did Nigerian mean back then to you? Like, what did yeah. it mean to be Nigerian to you back then that you kind of like disassociated? Back in the early 2000s? And- yeah, like when well, you were younger. I feel like I knew what it was. I just wanted to fit in. You know what I mean? Okay. That's what I knew with me. I wanted to fit yeah, in too. I knew what it was. I just wanted to fit in. Okay, let me be real with you guys now. So when I used to think of African, right? I knew I was African, right? But I always, okay. I knew I was African from the beginning. But like the Africans that they showed on TV, I feel like uh, I always hated them. Like the ones like Black, what's his name? Michael Blackson and all that stuff. Oh. <laughs> I really hated them because they made people believe that that's how we all were. Yeah. And I know those people were African, but at the same time, they made us seem like we were stupid and ignorant. Mm-hmm. So when people like um, associated African with like, I don't know. The homelessness, those pictures yeah, too. Like it's the, just like, oh, yeah, I hated feed that. The children so. and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, I heard that. I heard feed the children and all yeah. that. I heard that kind of stuff. But like, oh, that's like, what made me well, kind like, of ashamed of being African at one point. Yeah. I think it was like when I was like in maybe like fourth, fifth grade around that time because that's when all the Feed the Children commercials were out. People were aware of that. Now um, they would see like stuff like Michael Blackson and Friday, Friday After Next and all that stuff and be like, yeah, y'all are like African and y'all are like that. Y'all wear clothes like that. You guys are, don't know how to speak English, you know? A lot of ignorance. Yeah, there was so much, to, so much ignorance. Oh my to, goodness. I used to shut that shit down. Like shut, like I used to crack, like I used to snap back. Like I, was, I did too. I, was, I wasn't playing I that shit. Mm-hmm. But that's, I, I know I heard like, it now. Mm-hmm. I did hear it. Like, I heard it. I didn't hear like I didn't hear in particular African booty scratcher mm-hmm. because I would really make somebody feel stupid for even saying for that. Mm-hmm. That was a booty scratcher. But, but I remember. Oh, I no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard nigga, nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Like it was like somebody said it to me. I didn't know what it meant. It was a black person that said it to me. Wow. First. And I remember I said it to my dad, and he was like, "What? Like, yo, this nigga went and got like all the um, the roots." Are you serious? Oh, yeah. he, oh. made me, he made me watch it. And That's really like, dope. He kind of like explain, explain it to me. That like, is yo, dope. I'll right. never forget it. The scene where like Kunta Kinte was getting mm-hmm. like, whipped Toby. on it. Oh my God, <laughs> yo. I, I was it cr- I was crushed as a kid. Like, oh. Like, I think I didn't see that when I was young. Oh, I, just, I, I didn't ever see yeah. that. I think I pretended to watch it. <laughs> because mm-hmm. everybody in my school did. Because I know they used to come, it used to come on TV a lot. Like the little series of Roots 1 and 2, whatever. Yeah. And I never watched the whole thing. I think it used to come on VH1. I, I think I remember that. I remember it. The new one? No, no, no. The old one. Like okay. back in the day. Used Yo, to come they on. made a new one. Really? It's fire. It's so it. fire. Like, so fire. 
I should definitely check it. I, I think I think it was on AMC again. Really? Or, yeah, I'm not sure what, but I used to check it out. I used to love all those like slave shows and slave movies, right? And then mm-hmm. after a while, it's just like, why do they keep pushing this? Like, this yeah. is who we are. Like, yeah. we're just slaves, and that's how we have to be looked at. Mm-hmm. And I started going against it. Like, I don't want to see anything else with mm-hmm. black people being slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit has. That shit needs to be dead. I, no, no, nah, I don't think. Anymore. Oh, here's the thing, though. I don't think it needs to be dead. I think there just needs to be more shit mm-hmm. that's not from like like that. That's not that. More positive stuff. Yeah. So more yeah. things of, of us. Being kings and queens, right. and, and 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 being great, and having and that's where Black Panther came out because it really shined a light on that. That's yeah. why Black Panther was so dope. So I yeah. feel like because there's also still a necessity to understand, like yo, this is what we went through. You right. know what I mean? This is some shit but that I happened. Tell the you whole know? story. Exactly. Yeah. You you need the full picture. The white media they would never do it. The white media would never tell the full story. To, they really don't. And at school, like even growing up, like if you think about it at school, when I'm thinking about it now, like in elementary school, most of my teachers were racist. Yeah. Because of the things that we watched. Like I remember like we used to watch the um My Friend Martin. I don't know if you guys watched that. No. But they used to always make us watch that on Martin Luther King Day. And I remember I think I know what that is. Yes. Oh my god. And this is when I knew that black and white people were different. This is when I started to notice it like in third and fourth grade. And it was like a little um it started off like as a cartoon with Martin Luther King talking to a little boy and then like it went back to like real life pictures and shots from um like the civil rights movement time. And I remember there was like the scene where like the the white guy would get out the hose and spray the women, the black women on the streets with the dogs having them attack the black people and all that stuff. Yeah. And like I remember like I used to question that, like, why is that happening? Why are they doing that? It's like, and they were like, oh, that was just the time that we lived in back then. It was just how it was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't explain. She that made it, it seem wrong. normal. Like it was yeah. a normal thing. Like yeah. they didn't, they didn't explain that it was wrong. Like I didn't understand that it was wrong until I got older. Like yeah. I thought it was normal. Like, oh yeah, that just happened back then. It would never happen now, but it happened back then. And it's still happening now because now people yeah. we're still getting attacked. Yeah, I'm, not uh, gonna, I'm not gonna front. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same way white people like are messaging it to the to kids. them right so, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, it's just they just make it seem like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Oh my goodness. That is sick. And that's why white people don't look at it as it's a, like as a, a big, big deal. deal. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, it happened already, so can you guys get over it? And that's the way like I kind of grew up thinking too. I grew up thinking the same way white people thought about it too. Like, yeah, it happened. It's not a big deal. Like, we're not living it anymore. Like, it was just something that had to happen, and it didn't have to happen. Yeah, why yeah. did it happen? You know, they never explained any of that. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I, I was lucky enough to like have that influence to understand. Like, nah, this is this crazy stuff happened. It's not okay. It's not like, okay. You right. can't you can't think like this. You can't move like this. But a lot of people don't have that. Right, and you had your dad who was great. Yeah, your dad was like hip, like yeah, that's my that's my guy. I think a lot of us we had to learn it the hard way. I had to, yeah. I had to learn that shit the hard way, man. But you know, I think actually, I think that goes back to what you were saying about like experiencing somebody, like I guess a first gen in that regard. Mm-hmm. I feel like because my dad came here young on a like on, yeah. a, on a national uh, academic scholarship, so yeah. he was here young. Early. So he experienced was able to grow grow up and experience America while being Nigerian right. mm-hmm. and being away from it for so long. Wow, you know. And but still trying to hold on to that. So I you know, really uh, mm. like I recommend your dad. He really did good because he, he kept a hold of his culture. That's, that's like real that. good. Yeah. People who are here for a long time, they usually let that shit go. Like they just mix in with the culture that's going on here, the Black American culture. Like mm-hmm. I promise you. If you go to like downtown Atlanta, like these little black hoods, most of these people are Nigerian. Yeah. I don't care what you guys say. Like, just like your dad, there was other people who came. Your dad was just one of the many strong ones that like stuck with his roots. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna marry Nigerian. I'm Nigerian. I'm, I'm not gonna forget it. But there's a lot of them that came here, came to Atlanta, came to New York, and they just became African American. And that was really, it. That yes. Was- they, they let that shit go. They let it go. They don't marry Nigerians. They just want to be a part of the culture. Like they want to forget know, everything that's they went through. Yo, that's that. 
It's really it makes sense. Yeah. It's something I never really thought about. Because mm. now, because I'm thinking about the guy, that one that I met in Maryland, who told me that he was Nigerian from his great-grandparents. And then when I first came to Atlanta, there was a taxi driver, and he was very American, like he was an old man, like a black man, and he was very American. And we were having a conversation. He was like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm Nigerian. He was like, me too. And I was like, no, you're not. Like, he didn't have the accent, but he was grown. Like, he was, like, in his 60s, like, 50s, 60s. And he was really old. And I'm like, how are you Nigerian? He's like, yeah, you know, I was born and raised in Nigeria. He said he was born and raised in Nigeria, but he came here when he was young. Like, maybe, like, when he was, like, 13, 14. Mm -hmm. He said he's been in Atlanta ever since. So when he got on the phone to talk to, like, somebody on the phone, like, now I was listening, and I was like, let me try to hear that Nigerian accent. And it was there, but it was so, it was country. Like, it was very Atlanta, like, mm. black American Atlanta, but it had that, like, little bit of Nigerian accent. Like, you mm. can hear a little bit if you really listen for it. Yeah. So, that just shows that they're, like, they're out here. They're just mixing in with the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, then I asked him, I was like, so, you don't want to go back to Nigeria? He's like, no, forget Nigeria. Like, I don't want to be a part of Nigeria. Like, literally talking like that, but you can hear the accent still. It's still in there. And I I'm hate people like, that do that. I ain't going that shit pisses me off. But that's who he was. Like, I guess I'm, that's who he is I mean, now. yeah, yeah. You know, there's some people, I, I don't like it. I personally don't I like hearing that. Like, why are you talking down to the place you're from? That shit, it always irks me. No, it irks the heck out of me. That's a pet You know, but some people just don't get it. Some people just lost. Yeah, he was lost. When I went to go do my taxes, there was this guy that was there. And I guess he was like a Nigerian soccer player from like, you know, I guess back in the day. Mm-hmm. But he came to to United States and he was playing here. Mm-hmm. And um, he was explaining to me how like you know for a while like he had that mentality when he was here like not really like fucking so Nigeria. Mm-hmm. But like after going through mad shit like you know what wow. I mean just really experiencing life in America like understanding it, it started to change his mentality. So he started mm-hmm. to understand. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get that. Like there's there's a lot of people out there who just completely just like they left it disregard mm-hmm. their Nigerianness and don't want to fuck with it. Damn, Sad, that's that's that's, that's so tragic. It's tragic as hell, but it's here. I'm telling you, there. I can never let that happen to me, nah. <laughs> oh no, I just always just been around like Nigerians, like majority of my life. Like that's just my identity. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't throw that out the out window. The I just couldn't see myself ever doing that. Me neither. Because like, I don't like going long periods of time without eating African food. Me too. Or or, or going to African events. I can't yeah, do like, it. Yeah, I'm to, suffering right now because yeah. I haven't been to like a Nigerian. Like party, wedding, or anything yeah, over like so, a year and a half. Yo, so I'm really like it's I'm about stressed. that time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I wanted to come to that Afro Lenios event. You feel me? True, like, yeah, true. I yeah. wanted to go too. Yeah. I, I had to work, bro. No, I, I feel like I already know. Yeah. Like, I, really I was checking like, it out. I'm definitely. Yeah. Gonna, I think I'm, I'm probably gonna check out the next. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely, bro. You yeah. said it was good though, right? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I saw it on their Instagram page. Shout out to Afro Lenios. Afro Lenios, shout out to you guys out. Repping for the Africans. Yes. So. Dope. It looked dope. I'm definitely check out some, the next event they do. Mm-hmm. But I got put on to some 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 new spots. Well, I, at least new spots to me. I guess place to get African food because I need I need to connect. Yeah, need to connect. I need I, I, I need a fire I need a fire suya spot like yes. the, uh, I that suya spot. You know what I mean? Or like a place to get good Nigerian food because mm-hmm. I went to you know. Ice Cafe and You weren't feeling it? It's not really hitting It's not it, I still really. have not been there I'm you know I've mean? never been there before Yo I'm not gonna front When I was in New York Like Checking out that the, the Instagram page I'm like Yo this shit Me too fire. I was like Oh my god I can't wait As soon as I came here I promise you The yeah. first day I got here And I got my car I, The first place I went to Was Ike Yeah I went there by myself, sat down in there, and I was like, okay, this is not all that. Yeah. This is all that. Like, New York and New Jersey has way better Nigerian and Restaurants, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is mediocre. So, and the food, I'm just like, nah. I, and I get it's like a, it's a, like a, a mix of different right. African foods, but at the same time, it's like, nah, like. You can't do that. I don't know. 
I don't even like that they're mixing all those, like, we all make our food differently. Like, I don't think a Ghanaian should be making Nigerian food or Nigerian should be making Ghanaian food. Oh, that's how they had that fad? Yeah, like, they have it at Ike's. Like, it's like, they have Liberian food on the menu, Senegalese food, this, that, like, all the West African countries. And it's just like, I don't think we should do that. Yeah, because like, how can you be making somebody else's food? Yeah, it's food not gonna be authentic. Like, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's like it's like when you go to like, like being out here, I go to like a a, a Chinese spot, right? And I see it's like a Spanish person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> so, eating I'm trying to sell Chinese me spot Chinese food. Chinese and it's food. like, yo, what's, like, what's this? Like, honestly, damn, some good some suya sounds good right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody told me about a spot. It's called Southern Suya. Southern Suya. Yeah. I've, I've heard oh, wait, that. I've heard that place yeah. before. It's I'm, in um, it's in Lawrenceville. It's in Lawrenceville. Like, I'm why are all these places in Gwinnett? They're too yeah, far out, man. That should be killing me. That was really good. I'm trying to see what's up. I think up that's the one. I know everything's like, always in Gwinnett, so it might be closed. True. Oh, now nah, it's open till midnight. It's in Lawrenceville. Is that the one? It's in Lawrenceville. Y'all trying to Yeah, that's the one. Y'all wanna y'all wanna take a trip? I do. Are you gonna try this back here? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Oh, you you gonna do it? Yeah. I'm dead serious. No, we out. Like I've I've been craving it for mad long. Like okay. Serious. You already know You're four miles too fat. Y'all, I'm glad y'all here with All us. Right, thank Yo, y'all for listening. Yo, there's no one in the building. We here. It's Daniel. <laughs> I got. I had lost my mind. Starting yeah, to think about that food. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we in the building. It's your boy doing big things. Ninety three. Y'all already know who it is. And we're gonna end it off with me, Kachi. Thank you guys for listening. Episode three is coming very soon. Charm had to say what's up. Yeah, she just had to end it off. We gotta end it off with the bark. All right. We was over right now. <laughs> See the sky from my red dot. So me have a moon shopping. Call out to the side. Be another waste time. Before I realize, she better cook it this way.